to Making Love with your host, Colette Milan. All of us want to be loved. In this show, we'll explore how lovemaking really does make more love in your relationship and how essential real love is to good sex. Tune in for advice on how to become a better lover and how to love sex more. Here is Colette Milan. Welcome to Making Love. I'm Colette Milan, and I'll be your host. And I have here with me Kimberly, my amazing executive assistant. And she's my right-hand girl. And she just makes everything possible. She's the one that made this show possible. So let's jump in. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about me. I'm a psychotherapist, a marriage therapist, and an ASEC certified sex therapist. But probably the most important credential that I have is that I've been married 38 years. And I know firsthand the challenges that bombard and wear down an intimate relationship. I've learned um, in our In my relationship with my husband, we've learned how to work through our problems, how to unconditionally love each other, and how to make more love in our relationship by learning uh, skills for delicious lovemaking. So today, we're going to share with you principles and formulas for developing true love in your relationship and having great sex. So... This show, let's talk about who this show is for. This show is for anyone that wants to have a loving, intimate relationship. Maybe you're in a long-term committed relationship, or maybe you're not even in a relationship, but you're looking and longing for an intimate relationship. Maybe you just got out of a bad relationship, or maybe you're struggling in your relationship to make it work. Maybe you have a great relationship and you just want to make it better. There's something for sure in this show that will help you to create the relationship that you want. In these shows, you will learn how to become a better lover, how to really love, and how to enjoy sex more. So, let's talk about today's show. Today, we're going to talk about how crucial good sex is to keeping love alive in a relationship. Most relationships start out in infatuation. When you're infatuated, love and sex come easy. And when you're just starting out a relationship, it's easy to feel in love and actually to have sex a lot. Maybe at the beginning of your relationship, you have sex daily or maybe several times a day. But when you settle into a long-term relationship, things start dwindling down. And sometimes your love life becomes maybe even a little non-existent or maybe routine or boring. Kimberly, you're married. (laughs) How's your love life going? Is it still going strong? Sure. First of all, hi, Mom. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, You know, it could probably be doing better, actually. (laughs) Well, there's a lot working against relationships. And in order to have our relationship going strong and vibrant, we really need to invest a lot into it. We can't just give our relationship the crumbs and expect it to be strong and healthy. Um, Kimberly, what do you do to keep your relationship strong and vibrant? Well, I would say <laughs> I I hang out with my husband a lot. I do what he likes to do. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We don't do very much. We need to do more, for sure. Okay, for well, sure. it's good you're listening to this show good today, Kimberly. <laughs> yeah, well... I want to talk about what makes people want to stay in a relationship. People stay in relationships that feel good. Um, People that are thriving in their relationship experience at least five times more positive association to their partner than negative. That means that when they think of their partner, they feel warm, loving feelings, and they remember fun, happy, loving, pleasurable memories. 
Kimberly, um, how much happiness and pleasure do you think your partner feels when he thinks of you? Well, I would hope that he feels a lot of happiness and pleasure. (laughs) But I don't know. I have a question for you. How, with everything that comes about in daily life, kids, family, like how do you actually keep positive things happening or positive experiences happening? Okay, that's a really good question because all relationships go through hard times and there are a lot of situations that come up in life that create negative associations to each other. So I want you to think about your relationship as having a relationship bank account. Life is constantly taking lots of withdrawals from your relationship. And in order to thrive, you need to be very conscious and deliberate about making more deposits into your relationship bank account than the withdrawals that are being being taken out from life. Okay, so what kind of things can people do? Well, there are a lot of things. Um, A great thing is to plan a fun date and then go on the date, turn off your devices, your mobile phone and your computer, and uh, just focus on each other. And don't talk about problems. Talk about the things that you love about each other. And then there's little things that you can do, like smiling at each other, winking at each other, giving each other compliments, acknowledging the things that your partner does that you love, Uh, expressing affection like kissing hugging and sex sex that's a great deposit (laughs) into your relationships bank account Mm -hmm. and people who have sex often are generally more happy than those people who don't couples that have frequent pleasurable sex together associate their partner with more happiness and pleasure Okay, so from your perspective, mm-hmm. as the expert in this, how often should people be having sex? Wow, that's a good question. And, you know, the Kinsey Institute has given some statistics on that. And what they have said is that about 45% of couples have sex about a, a few times a month. Um, and that about 34% have two, sex two to three times per week. 7%, that's not very much, mm-hmm. have sex four or more times a week. Um, and about 13% of married couples have sex just a few times a year. Oh, But, you know, it's not so important. I mean, it's not as important the frequency that we have sex. What's even more important than that is that sex is pleasurable for each one of you. Um, But, you know, the more that you're having pleasurable sexual experiences, the more deposits that you're making into your relationship bank account. So today, actually, my guests um, are a great example of a couple who have an exceptional relationship. Um, I want, okay, Um, they report that they have some kind of sexual intimacy every day. So, um, in just a minute, I'm going to welcome onto our show our, these guests, and we'll find out what their secret is for having an exceptional relationship. So when we come back after the break, we will be speaking with Dennis and Choi. We'll be right back. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What makes a great leader? 
Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Listening to Making Love with Colette Milan. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Please call into the program at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to makingloveradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. We've been talking about how we can make deposits into our relationship and how important it is that our relationship feel good. So today I'm really excited about my guests because I have chosen a couple to come on who have an exceptional relationship because they do something that most people don't do. They report that they have some kind of sexual intimacy every day. So welcome on to the show, Dennis and Choi. Hi, Colette. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Cho- Hi, Choi. Hey, I'm so glad you could be with us today. I just want you to know that when... Um, I, whenever I've been around the two of you, I've just felt something really special coming from the two of you. When I talk to you, it's almost as if I'm talking to just one person. You are just so connected and so in sync with each other. And I've been so impressed about how kind and tender you are with each other's feelings. So... I know that our guests are really intrigued about the fact that you have intimacy every day. And so I want to ask you some questions about that. First of all, I want to ask you, how long have you been together? Uh, We've been married just a little over 30 years. Just a little oh over thirty gosh. years, yeah. Whoa! So, so you know, you're still in the honeymoon stage. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, that's what keeps it going. <laughs> yeah. How would you describe your relationship, sweetheart? You want to go first? Sure. Oh, I don't know if you guys can hear me or not because I'm in the other room. But um, I would say it's very, very close, and. Um, <laughs> I'd say it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> really? So it's yeah, the best. It's, it's, um, we're very comfortable with each other, but we still look for and enjoy new adventures. And But we're, we're just very, very close. Mm. That's so cool. Dennis, how about you? How would you describe your relationship? 
Well, you know, Colette, I, I think we're probably like a lot of other couples that are listening. We have our ups and downs. We, we have our mm-hmm. moments when uh, we miscommunicate. But what we uh-huh. have is an underlying, um, this feeling, this affection for one another that allows us to close. You mentioned, you know, it feels like we're speaking as one. That's not by yeah. accident. It's by design over the years mm. where we've worked to kind of bring that together. So I guess, just like Joy said, we're, you know, we're, we're a very close couple. We care very much about one another. Our relationship is really about being of service to the other one. And mm. when I can be of service to her, she can be of service to me. Um, pretty amazing results happen. So I think we're very connected. Wow, Dennis, I am so glad you brought that up because, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about sex in this show, Mm -hmm. but really, I really do believe that what makes great sex is real love, and it sounds Mm -hmm. like you really prioritize that, and actually, I've seen you prioritize that, so I I love that. So, um, I wanted to ask you each... What do you love about your partner? Ooh, can I go first? Yeah, Joy. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, Joy, we'll have you go first um, each time. I have a great respect for who he is as a person mm. and admire him and would like to be um, would like to be more like him. He mm-hmm. has his integrity is untouchable and he does prioritize, prioritize very well. Yes, uh, my mother always said the alligator that bites you on the, the butt, excuse me, is the one <laughs> that you take care of first. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's always kept myself and the family as as a priority, not shirking business responsibilities or um, kindness and goodness to other people. He's just one heck of a person and... He helps me to want to be a better person because of that. And without nitpicking or, you know, if you do this, that'll happen or, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but supports me and helps me and then admires the things that um, are opposite of him. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I love that answer. I love that. And I have to tell you, you know, I've known Dennis now for a few months, and uh, I have to agree with you. He is a man of integrity. And, you know, I have to tell you, to me, there's nothing that turns me on more in a man than a man with integrity and a man who knows how to love. And I really do know that he's all about what he can do to love you, choice. So um, I, I just, I'm really glad that you brought in that, that you just said. Um, Dennis, how about you? What do you love about Choi? You know, <laughs> Choi's my hero. <laughs> it, it's amazing. The first time we met, um, we met at a martial arts camp. We both did martial arts, and there was this unique woman who said what she thought. She, she walked her talk. Um, she was compassionate. She was caring. She reached out to help and support everyone, but she was very independent. She knew who she was. She knew where she wanted to go. She knew there were some things missing in her life that she was looking for and was a little confused, but mm-hmm. I love the inquisitiveness. I love that she's always looking to learn, and, and she's a partner. She's a, she's a partner in every sense of the word, and that was something we talked about um, before we ever got married, that we were not looking for somebody to be subordinate or to be less than. We were looking to be partners in every way, and one who had one weakness, the other one would have a strength, and that we would always buoy the other one up. Now, it's not easy to do that, and it's something we constantly work on, but I absolutely love that what you see is what you get. And with Joy, I always know right where I stand and where everything else is going on uh, because she's, she's completely transparent that way. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. And I love it when I see two people together who are really strong in their own right. And then they come together and they have a, a strong, connected relationship. And I, I have found that a lot of times couples come together or partners come together because they have something that is kindred between them, something that they, something really important that they connect with, that they both feel. But on the other hand, sometimes couples 
are polar opposite of each other in other ways. And that just enhances the relationship. And I really see that with you and Choi. And I think you've talked about that before. Um, That Choi has... Yeah, that Choi has some things that you felt like you didn't have and mm-hmm. um, and that you were just really drawn to her for that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything you want to say about that or, um, or if, if well, not, we know, can go I, on. I will mm-hmm. say something about that because I think that's a, a critical part of this whole intimacy and, and sexual part. You know, that we don't hide from the the sexual part of it, and mm-hmm. um, when when I met Choi, this free spirit, I'm I, I was raised very conservative. I'm a very I, I'm a rule follower. I'm a controller. You know, I'm very rigid. And she's a free spirit. She was mm-hmm. what I wanted to be. And I've oftentimes told her I wished I was like you were when you were in high school and in your mm-hmm. younger formative years. Uh, you know, I love that about her, and it, it's really made a difference for me. It's liberated me over the years. She has created a different man today than who I was when I met her. She's molded and shaped who I am, and uh, it, it's been pretty amazing. Ah, uh, I love that. I so, saying that uh, I have influenced, but yeah. he's made himself who he is, because I don't, neither one of us has ever tried to change the other. Yes. Oh, you guys are so important. cute. You, I know. Like, what the heck? Is this really real? I know. This is why I had to have these guys on the show. Louise. Because, you know, even though, you know, kind of emphasizing that you have some kind of intimacy, sexual intimacy every day, you know, the real thing that's coming out in this interview today is how deep and solid and committed your love is for each other. And you can just feel the admiration that you have for each other. And few couples feel that way. Few couples still see their partner as their hero. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're doing something right because I can feel something, like I said, really special about you two. And I feel that every time I'm around you. So let's go into this um, this concept of having some kind of intimacy every day. So um, when you say that you have some kind of intimacy every day, what does what do you mean by that, and and what does that include? Well, I'll jump in first on on this one. You know, yeah. we talked about this Colette at the very beginning before we even got married. We both came out of uh, another relationship. We'd both been married before. And we talked about intimacy, we talked about sex, we talked about needs and wants and desires, fantasies even, before we, before we got married. We wanted no surprises. And so for us, probably 90% of this time is intercourse, uh, sexual touching, but non-sexual touching, talking, that's all a part of it. We create an atmosphere. We have a boudoir for our, our bedroom. Mm. We make a special place for us to go. That doesn't mean that's where we have to be intimate all the time. But we, we recognize and have stated right from the very beginning, you know, when you have children, life happens, you get distracted. And if you don't keep each other number one in a relationship, if I don't satisfy her, if she doesn't satisfy me, you begin to pull apart. Kids become more important. Business becomes more important. Life becomes more important. And pretty soon your partner is no longer your partner. And we said mm. from the beginning we were going to maintain this intimacy. Um, not to embarrass anybody, but... Uh, you know, already started this morning and finished up last night. <laughs> so 90% of it is, is intercourse, sexual touching. We're, we're very uh-huh. free that way. Well, um, no wonder y'all are so happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And you know, Dennis, um, one thing I know about you is that you are an exceptionally successful man. Um, you kind of have the Midas touch. Whatever you touch you you know just blossoms and you're you're very strong and you create a lot and it's really rare to find somebody that is so dynamic and so successful in their business to actually be this focused on your relationship i mean i can tell that really your relationship takes top priority and i really do see what you mean i mean i see you doing what you're saying, which is that you're very deliberate about 
focusing on your relationship and investing into it. So I, I just really love that. I want to tell you that you're actually uh, a mentor for me, the, both of you. Oh, thank you. So in a lot of ways. So thank I want you. to ask you, um, when did you, did you start from the very beginning of your relationship or your marriage um, with this everyday intimacy? Well, in the or beginning, it was multiple that? times a day, but we did start <laughs> with this concept that, yes, we were going to be intimate with each other every single day. Now, of course, there's been illnesses and challenges and travel and things like that, but it was very clear. Choi expressed her desires, I expressed mine, and what came out of it was a mutual agreement that this be a priority, not necessarily mm. the time of the day. We never know when that's going to happen necessarily, and if we do, that takes mm-hmm. the spontaneity out of it but that mm-hmm. we would be intimate every single day. Okay. Um, so whose who's idea was it to have daily intimacy? Both of ours. Both of yours. Okay, so you both. Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. And um, what, um, maybe you've already answered this, but what gave you the idea that you wanted to have daily intimacy? Had you heard of other couples that had done that? Or um, or is it just that you're both pretty high-drive high people? Or what gave you the idea that you really wanted that to be a consistent part of your life together? Can I go first? Yeah. I, I think... Uh, I think if you have good sex, it, your, your mood is improved, you're more productive, you're happier, and the more often that you can do that, that you can keep everything positive and uplifting and energetic and happy, the happier you're going to be and the more uh, productive you're going to be and... Um, everything just goes better. And um, for me, that was that was a motivating factor. I hate to say that this, because he thinks that I was so free-spirited, and uh, I certainly was, was much more so um, than he was, but it wasn't like everybody I talked to, I talked about sex to. It wasn't... Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't... Um, I think that, that for me, it was something that I felt on my own. Mm. How about you, Han? Yeah, well, you know, for me, having come out of a relationship where sex was an issue and nobody's fault, not poking fingers, uh, it just was what it was, I knew that this was the woman I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. I knew that I wanted to, to make her happy, and I also knew with children and life and things that happen, it's easy to be distanced. I, I, I watch family and friends have problems in their marriages and not stay intimate, not stay close, not look and respect for one another. And so my desire from the very beginning was at the end of the road, when the kids were gone, when businesses were gone and we were retired, that we were doing things together like we were teenagers, like we were young folks. I wanted to keep that that essence alive. I, I'm a big studier of, of uh, ideas, uh, both from the yogic side of things as well as martial arts, Zen Buddhism, those kinds of things. I've studied a lot of this kind of stuff, and that life force has to be maintained, otherwise you, you shrivel up and go away. And I didn't want that to happen, and wanted to make sure that our love, our vibrancy, our energy, our life together was as much in sync at the end of our days as it was when we began. Wow, Dennis, this this is just really inspiring me. So we have to take a break, um, but we're going to come right back with Dennis and Choi, and they're going to tell us more about the secrets of their um, relationship that makes them be still young and in love. And all of us jealous. (laughs) (laughs) We're all coveting your relationship. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Making Love with Colette Milan. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Please call into the program at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to makingloveradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Here we are, we are with Dennis and Choi Estes, and this has just been an amazing conversation, and I have learned so much. So let's dive back in. I want to hear as much as I can from you guys. So um, it seems like you were saying something during the break that I felt was important that our audience hear. Do you remember what you said, Dennis and Choi? I said that it was sad that more people don't have what we have. Yes. um, that I, I look around and I see good people and uh-huh. I see people that really love each other. They just don't know how to go about changing things. Yeah. Shake it up, change it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hey, do. Wait, can I ask him a question? Yeah. I'm dying to ask. I'm dying okay, to. So <laughs> which, okay, so what do you think came first? Do you think it came first that you all were super close or do you think that by having, you know, the daily intimacy with each other, it brought you guys closer? Oh, it always brings you closer. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I have looked at when Colette asked us to do this is I thought, what are the benefits that we have had from having this closeness? And in every person's life, they're going to go through some sort of hell. And I've lost both of my parents. Dennis and I lost a child. Oh, um, my business losses. Um, it, huge disappointments. Um, a disappointment for one uh, of us it has always been a disappointment for the other because of, of our closeness. We have felt, you know, the loss that they felt. But through all those health challenges and death and loss and all those things that um, we are usually devastated by, instead of pulling apart. Instead of um, disappearing within ourselves, we have clung to each other and supported each other and were as intimate as what we felt we could be at the time and got back to our 
our conceptual intimacy as quickly as we could because it, it was healing. Wow, thank you. That is so, so helpful. I love what you're saying. Nicole, let me I add on to uh-huh. that just a Yes, second. please, Dennis. You know, Kimberly, you asked you asked the question: Was it you know the, from from the beginning, or did the closeness bring us together? I absolutely concur with what Choi said. But you know, at the beginning of a relationship, there's the fire. At the entry of the uh-huh. show, uh, Colette, you talked about that. And one of the things that Choi and I, we, we, I'm I'm very big on this, and, and she's right along with me that if you don't communicate, if you don't talk, if you don't express your disappointments, if you don't express your desires, your wants, your needs, if you don't express you know, my needs weren't quite met. There was something missing here. And I've gone through parts of my life where I didn't express my needs and I was okay with, uh, you know, letting other people step up and do things, take credit. But that mm-hmm. fire, Kimberly, that we had in the beginning, the one thing we said is that let's not ever do anything that would quench that. And so our closeness and our communication and our focus of intimacy, sex, let's just call it what it is at that moment mm-hmm. in time. Mm-hmm. There's an intimacy that's a part of it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a critical part of it. It is what it is, intimacy. But without yeah. the physical action of the sex, the pleasure, the release, the connection, the union, um, some of that begins to fall apart. And we said we're not going to be that couple that sits under or lays on the opposite sides of the bed and wishes the other would reach over. We're going to be the one that reaches over and maintains that connection. And, and we do that even when we have little minor disagreements or major disagreements. One of the other of us will reach over and rub the other one's arm or shoulder to know we may not be in agreement, and tomorrow we may pick this up again, but right now it's time for us to be close and to maintain that energy, that, that love, that fire that we had at the beginning to make sure that that never goes out. <laughs> wow, Dennis. You know, I just almost feel like I want to have the two of you back on this show to come and teach the how-tos of this, you know. And I'm just, again, really impressed about some of these things that you're talking about, you know, that you're very mindful of. And I, I want to ask you a question that's coming up for me as you're talking because it's really challenging for me. I mean, I'm a marriage therapist and a sex therapist, and yet one of the hardest things for me in my life is how to juggle my demanding career and have, you know, really have a, a priority, you know, for my relationship and really have it being fully nourished. Um, you know, I, I, it's really tricky. And I, I know, Dennis and Choi, that you are successful. I mean, you you are highly successful, and yet I om- I, I'm getting this strong feeling that you're even more successful in your relationship, you know, and I'm just wondering how do you do it because it's very rare to find anyone that can really do that. A lot of people talk about it, um, but you're actually doing it. Uh, how, how do you do that? How do you, you know, be successful in your careers and, and and have this kind of relationship? Well, maybe I'll jump in first on this one. And I, yeah. I guess there's a word um, that I like to use a lot in, in my business life and in my personal life, and that's priority. Um, yeah. I, I look at, you know, Stephen Covey wrote a great book called First Things First. And it's about mm. time management. It's about arranging your schedules. It's about what becomes urgent versus what becomes, you know, important, et cetera. And for me, she is the number one priority. Our relationship is the number one priority. When it's all said and done, and we've just experienced this, we had a major business loss, lost millions of dollars in the last 14, 16 months, um, started over from zero, living in a home that's not our own. But what did we have? We had each other. And we maintained that, and that's what pulled us all the way through, was that closeness that we had together. Without that, who knows where we'd be? And so she is, we are, our relationship is the number one priority. And if I have to cancel a business trip, and, and she's the first one that says, okay, so my birthday is over your your uh, business trip. Let's celebrate my birthday the day before, the day after. We've celebrated anniversaries at different times, but we always celebrated it. We always spent time. I, I send her little messages. I send her flowers. I'll be in another country, someplace around the world, and I'll send flowers to her just to remind her that I'm there. 
you know, the kids nowadays call it sexting, where they send these racy little texts back and forth to each other. I send her little messages. I go online mm-hmm. and I look for things that's going to make her day because I know. And, and that keeps, pardon me for saying it this way, it keeps the juices flowing. It keeps the anticipation. Yeah. We, we look for ways to show the other one how much we love each other. But the way that happens is it just becomes a part of who we are every day. Busy life schedules happen every once in a while. You know, we fall into bed and go, holy cow, you know, I I don't know if I have enough energy, and I'll just hold her and stroke her. I know she likes to have her back rubbed in a certain way, and I'll just hold her and stroke her till we fall asleep. You know, maybe that's 10% of the time that it happens that way, but it's always a priority, and if that's my number one purpose in life, if I know my purpose, then I know if I'm on purpose, and if I'm on purpose, I'm doing those kinds of things. Wow. Wow, I'm going to come take some classes. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. I'm like, is it inappropriate to say, um, Choi? (laughs) Wow. Lucky girl. Lucky girl. So, and, and. I I know I'm blessed. I know I'm blessed. And I'm sure he feels uh, the same way. I I try to make sure he is blessed, too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She rocks my world, even to this day. I know. So, you know what, we have to end in just a second, but I just have this question, and it's going to need to be brief. Um, Do you ever have disagreements or arguments or hurt feelings? And if you do, how do you handle that? So that you still... Uh Right before this phone call. (laughs) Say that again, Dennis. I said night before last. We had a disagreement. I hurt her feelings. I didn't know I'd hurt her feelings with something that I said or I had done. And then I recognized, oh, this behavior is a little bit different than typical. And, mm-hmm. and I reached across and, and I communicated. I touched her. I said, what, what's, what's going on? And she, oh, rather than, than pouting and holding back, she said, this is what I felt. And when she said that, I was able to explain what I meant by what I had done, my behavior, my action. And she rolled over and... You know, we were connected once again. So, Colette, what happens is, yes, we have hurt feelings. Yes, we get angry at each other. Yes, we have disagreements. But if this is a priority, one or the other of us softens for whatever reason. Don't change our stance. We're not giving in. Tomorrow, we're going to bear our claws. And we're we're very strong-minded people, and we stand for what we believe in, but we discuss it through to the end. But we don't let it get in the way of our intimacy. And that's hard to do, and it takes you've got to be very focused to make that happen. That's right. Oh, I do not want to end this conversation, but we have to. Dennis and Choi, thank you so much for coming on. And I bet my audience wants to hear more from you. So we'll talk about that. We'll be glad to come back. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host 
Lori and Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Making Love with Colette Milan. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to makingloveradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Well, that was an amazing conversation, and I'm feeling really inspired by Dennis and Choi. You know, I've heard some people say that they can only make love after they feel connected. Um, But Choi and Dennis, it's like they always feel emotionally connected um, because every day they have some kind of intimate sexual connection that makes them always feel close. And, you know, I asked them about what happens when there's hurt feelings or an argument or something. And you can see from what they said how quickly they can uh, repair that and come back to their connection. Um, So what I'm finding is that there really is a correlation between regular sexual activity and satisfaction in a marriage. Increased intimacy really does lead to increased intimacy. Sex is a glue that is essential in a marriage. So now... Um, I want to talk about a thing called love maps. A lot of times we give our partner what we want instead of what our partner wants. Kimberly, do you ever do that in your relationship? Like, yes, I definitely do that all the time in my relationship. I think you think that they want what you want mm-hmm. or what you want them to want. So, yeah, I definitely give my husband what I would hope he would give back to me. Yeah. Even though it's absolutely, positively not yeah, what he wants. Yeah, a lot of times we do that. We think if I give my partner what I want, then my partner will get the hint yeah. and give me that. <laughs> and they don't so, get the hint. Yeah, they don't get the hint. So, anyway, um, some, th- I want to talk, like I said, about love maps. And I'm not talking about love languages. We all know about the book, Love Languages. But we're talking about love maps. And a love map is something that makes you feel loved. On a scale between 0 and 10, it would be a 10. It's the thing that's most important to you in love. Kimberly, what's one of your love maps? My One of mine, for sure, is spending time together and... Uh, physical touch they might be a tie Mm -hmm. I thought about it because after we talked about this I was trying to think which one I would put first and they're kind of a tie yeah what would you say is your partner's love map his is 100% praise and affirmation I don't know if that's the same thing but telling him how wonderful he is and yeah giving him praise and compliments yeah So, um, if I have enough time, I want to tell you a little bit about an experience that I had. When I found my husband, I was so in love with him, and I told him that he was going to be the luckiest guy in the world because Mm -hmm. I was really in love with him, and I was going to prioritize really loving him. So, I did all the things that I thought would make him feel loved. Like I heard that uh, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And so I made three great meals every day. And then I heard a man's home is his palace. And so I kept the house really clean. And I figured my husband um, was like me when we had kids, that it was important to him that I be a good parent. So I was really focused on being a good mother. And I was doing everything that I thought would make him happy. And one day, my husband came to me and said, Colette, I'm struggling in our relationship. I know that you love me logically, 
but emotionally, I don't feel it. When we first got together, you couldn't keep your hands off me. We spent tons of time together and we talked and talked for hours. Now I come home and you're so busy and so exhausted that you hardly even look at me. We certainly don't talk and you certainly keep your hands off me. (laughs) So what I realized from this is that I was putting my energy into things that on a scale between zero and 10 were a three. And that the things that were tens or love maps for him were things like making love and spending a lot of time together and talking. And I realized that that's what I needed to put more priority on. And when I did, I could really see him thriving. He told me that, uh, I mean, I told him that I wouldn't be able to keep the house so clean, you know, or um, cook as many meals if I, you know, prioritized these things that were important to him. And he said, that's okay. I can do those things for myself. But the companionship and the lovemaking, I can't give myself. So I really learned something from that. I think we need to do a whole show on this. I know. Yeah, (laughs) we need to talk more about love maps. So we made it. it. We made it through (laughs) our first show, Uh, and I hope you guys, the audience, made it through our show. We have some great shows coming up. We're going to have some great guests. Next time, we're going to have psychotherapist and author Lindsay Gibson talk about the article she wrote, which is called "What Sex Means to a Man." And don't worry, girls, we're going to have some great shows coming up for you. But we're starting with men because they aren't as complicated as women are uh, when it comes to sex. We're going to have to have a few shows to cover female sexuality. Also coming up in May, we're going to have Jeff Pollock, who is a hormone specialist, uh, talk to us about how hormones affect our sexuality. And he will be talking about bioidentical hormone therapy. So we got to go, but we hope that you visit our website at www.sextherapyutah.com and check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to be doing some fun things while we're doing this radio show. So have a great weekend and remember... Making love really does make more love in your relationship. And real love is essential to great sex. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to join your host, Colette Milan, for another edition of Making Love next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great weekend. And remember these two things. Lovemaking really will make more love in your relationship. And real love is essential to good sex. 